the Lord has kind of put something on my heart here I'm going to talk about today. It was actually three weeks ago. I'd say I was sitting in my car and I was thinking, oh, I'm an elder now. What does that mean? I think it means I should probably be able to preach on something if Mike's not there. What, what should I preach on? Well, I'm on my way to work. I'm kind of familiar with work. I'll probably come up with something about work. Work is definitely a strong theme in, in, in my life and in my upbringing and how I am, so it's kind of an easy subject to fall back on. <clears throat> but yeah, three weeks ago or so, it was before Mike actually called on me, the Lord kind of got me ready. So we're going to get into it. <clears throat> and it isn't just a work, it's work and wisdom and it's ours and it's God's. And what is work? To me, it's usually something that needs to get done versus something we want to do. That's kind of obvious. It needs to get done. Um, you know, it, has a, it leaves an impression upon you that uh, if you don't take care of this, uh, it's going to hang over your head. It isn't merely about getting what you want and... Uh, and being careless about what you're doing uh, or putting things off, but it, work is, it just, it has a priority above our wants, above, um, above anything else that takes place. Work just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's almost like, a, almost like an unwelcome stranger from time to time just shows up and like, oh man, I gotta take care of this. You know, I, gotta, I have to do this. So that's, that's, that's one aspect of, of what work is. It, it just has this, this importance to it. And it can you know, revolve around things that we want, but usually it's around something that somebody else wants. Um, and so we step up and we insert ourselves. But work is also an activity that requires a skill and a role uh, that, that you may play in that. I mean, I know that what I'm saying here is a lot of the obvious things that we already know, but I kind of want to look at those just closely. Um, <clears throat> I think the one thing about work is, is we're ready to just be done with it as soon as it starts. You know, we're looking for that checkout time as quickly as we get into it, or, or, or that's certainly in the back of our mind. When is this going to be over? Um, so we don't like to think about it uh, maybe as deeply as we could. But for the sake of a sermon, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a inch or two off the top and and see what's under there. Um, just to clarify, also, work is not just my job or a tradesman's profession. Though there are several of you here, uh, or an accountant, or anybody that works in. A skyscraper, it's not just the nine to five, it's not just Richard on, its, on his bus. You know, there are folks here, there's Stephen over there, you know, he'll be working and he works in little ways that maybe he doesn't recognize yet. And, you know, there may be people that are retired that don't work as a profession anymore. But when I'm talking about work, I'm talking about something that needs to get done that requires a role and a skill and I'm not talking about just the nine to five uh, 
thing you, you do in order to pay your bills. I'm talking that we're all called to work. We all have something to do. And we all have an ability or a gift or a talent to apply towards that. I just want to be very inclusive about this subject. I don't want to sound like I'm just talking about me as an HVAC technician and this is all I do and you all get familiar with that. This is, this is about you guys in, in your places because the Lord has each of you somewhere um, and with something and for somebody else, for some need. And if not, if you can't identify that, then you know maybe that's something you can kind of thresh out with the Lord. Like, what do you have for me here, God? Or would you show me um, what you would like me to do just in general? And uh, you'd be surprised what he, what he can bring across your path. So that's what I mean when I, when I talk about work. It's, it's, it's through the cultivation of our natural resources, our talents, our gifts, abilities, our, our ability to acquire things uh, resources, finances, that we serve and benefit society and participate in the building of his house, living stones, and glorifying God and partnering with him. It's, uh, it's the thing that, you know, that he set out to do early on was, was to bring us back into a relationship with himself and to, and to work with him. Man. Is that ringing? Is that just my tone? Yeah, I got the mic on. No, this one's off. Ah, so, okay, carrying on. So, one thing really, when we don't want to work, when is work bad? Um, it isn't necessarily when we don't want to do it, but we might immediately think, man, work bad. You know, anytime work comes up Monday morning, work seems like a bad idea. Um, but uh, work is, I, I'd, I'd say work is bad when you do it without wisdom, when you're just doing for the sake of doing, which is something I struggle with. Uh, Saturday mornings will roll around and I'll get right into busy mode and I'll let busy mode take me right through the end of the day and I'll get a lot done and at the end of the day I'm empty because I just work through the day without checking in with God, without deliberately seeking to serve my wife or my daughter or my neighbor, my fellow man. And, uh, and boy, that's a waste of energy when we do that. That's an, that's an example of bad work. But uh, work can be bad when you don't use wisdom. And I wanna look at that a little bit. I'll tell you a story about wisdom and work uh, from personal experience here. As some of you know, I used to cook for a living. I was officially a chef for a brief stint for a season for a very small cafe in Kirkland. That was the only time I held the title as chef where I had complete control over the kitchen and the staff there and it was far from anything you see on TV, um, but a little bit like what you see on TV, at least the bad parts. Those are certainly there. Um, a lot of cussing and pan throwing and stuff like that. It happens there. Um, but, you know, getting to a chef, it, 
it didn't happen overnight. It took work. It took a lot of education. It took a lot of time. But um, I, I just kind of grew into it quite easily. But when I started out, I was throwing everything and anything together. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew, you know, I started out as a line cook, you know, flipping burgers and, and dropping fries into grease and stuff like that. That's pretty easy peasy, chopping up iceberg lettuce and calling it salad and all of that. Well, you know, you work your way up the, up the projects uh, and, you know, somebody tells you to make some black beans and, and, and mussels, you know, in some sort of Creole or Cajun fashion. And you're like, oh, this is big. This is a leap. This is not your just cheeseburger and fries. This is something else. And I thought, man, you know, I started thinking about the flavors of this dish. What's it supposed to taste like? And, um, you know, it's probably supposed to be spicy. And it's probably supposed to taste like mussels and seafood. And, and I, know, I know how to put a spicy sausage in there. And uh, I thought, well, I know, I know how to get the flavor in there. I'm going to leave... I don't know, you guys ever seen mussels, fresh mussels? Not just in the blue shell, but in the blue shell with that strand of hairy stuff. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of flavor in those. Yeah, so I cooked, I cooked a whole pot of this black bean Cajun-esque dish with the mussels grabbing all that flavor off those muscle beards and putting it in there. And it was, it was just a disaster. I mean, has anybody eaten a muscle beard before? What yeah. does it taste like? It, it's awful. I mean, you might as well just go grab a handful of whatever you find at the beach and cram it in your crock because that's what it was, man. It was, it was, it was distinct and unique, but, <laughs> but, but not, not in the ways that you would, like, hmm, notes of muscle beard. Um, so that, that, was, that was some foolish work that I did, and, and, and that's an example of, 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 of being foolish, of, of rushing into something. And I highlight the foolishness because what I want to highlight is what, what really is wisdom. I mean, what do you think wisdom is? What do, you, what do you think when you hear, what is wisdom? Yes, that's awesome, Renee. That's, that's on the money. What are some, some myths about wisdom that we think of? Or what are some things that might not be true about wisdom? that maybe it's hard to attain? Has anybody heard that or thought that or felt that or, or seen those cartoons where it's, I think it was BC. Anybody remember BC cartoons? And it was always the guy crawling up the mountain. And there was an old sage at the top of the mountain with the clouds under his feet and sitting up there and he was the, the, the mighty wise one on top of the mountain. And dude had to crawl up the mountain every time he wanted to figure something out. And for me, that was... That was kind of a, a, a misconception about wisdom that I had, that it was something, I'll, how do you get that? How do you, I mean, you must have to put in lots of time and get really good at stuff and convince a bunch of people, et cetera, et cetera. But God has put wisdom right 
in front of us, right? In a place for us to see. It's almost, it's almost so much in front of us, we don't see it. It's almost like right, right here. It's not far away and far removed. It's, it's, it's actually so close, you probably see through it and don't even know it's there. Um, and, uh, it's right in that space between being and doing something. If we look at the scripture, we see that, that wisdom is, has put herself, and she is personified, feminine form in the scripture. Wisdom's put herself right there to, to be there for us to, to find. I know in some of the Proverbs, she says that she, she calls out from the gateways and from the doorways, from the entrances to the city. Um, you know, she's, she's right out there like a banner, you know, saying, look at me, you know, welcome, welcome to Seattle, let me be your guide, you know, type of thing. And so it's not this hidden thing that, that's, that's put off. And why does God want us to have wisdom again when we're, we're doing our work? Well, to use the muscles example, I mean, if I'm gonna be active in, in serving others in some fashion, you know, kind of a sidebar, we're about to help with Emmanuel Church here for uh, the homeless ministry. They're gonna have 12 beds, 12 dudes from November here till April. And they're gonna need dinners every night of the week. And we're working on getting a calendar and, and looking for opportunities for us to step in and serve. And I'm gonna head up as much of that as the Lord will give me the ability to do. <clears throat> but we'll be cooking food for these people. And if I, you know, decide I'm gonna step in and help cook and I just go willy-nilly in there and think, hey, they might like some muscle beard stew, you know? That's, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not gonna go over very well. You know, he, he wants to give us wisdom even in, in those works where when we're making the food, we want to, we want to take care of it. We want to, we might have just a limited supply, so it's gonna require wisdom to measure it out, to dole it out, to portion it out so that everybody gets some. Um, so I don't know if you guys have noticed, uh, in, in the scripture, wisdom, wisdom acts you know, like, a, like the person with the tape measure right by your side, your assistant. Um, I see it again and again in the scripture where or even in creation, in Proverbs 8.22, says the Lord created me, this is wisdom speaking, the Lord created me as the beginning of his works. He created wisdom as the beginning of his works before his deeds of long ago. And by wisdom, the Lord laid the foundation of the earth. He established the heavens by understanding when he made the force of the wind and measured the waters with a gauge, 
He imposed a limit for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm. Then he looked at wisdom and assessed its value. He established it and examined it closely. And he said to mankind, the fear of the Lord, Renee, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. So, there, I mean, you can see the examples in there. Wisdom is, is like this voice or this facet of God uh, that, that can meet us in, in, in our work that we can look to, that we can pause with and size things up and assess. You know, maybe those, maybe those little seaweed bits ought to come off of those mussel shells. That would have been the voice of wisdom. You know, um, you know, we... You know, other examples are the, the foundation. You know, before you start something, before you start a foundation, before you, you know, foundation is the beginning of a lot of things. Before you start that, you might want to measure that out. What's it going to cost? Who's it going to be for? How much? You know, to, to what extent is, is this thing going to reach and, and support and hold and for how long? You know, those are, those are things that, that wisdom can can guide us in in, in determining um, you know, how we should proceed. It's that place between being, being a cook, being an accountant or a carpenter or a neighbor who has found that they have extra cookies on the shelf, whatever it is, and doing, taking those and blessing somebody else, blessing your neighbor. Um, Whatever your talent and your gift is, whatever work that you're capable of doing that, that you've decided between yourself and God that it is for you to do, um, wisdom just puts the greatest safeguard and the greatest potentiality for success in play. It removes risk or at least it doesn't neglect the fact that there will be risk. And it gives you an honest idea and a truth about what you're doing. Um, for a long time, I, I was a fool, the opposite of wisdom. I spent a lot of years drinking and going in and out of jail and in the hospitals and making a mess of things. So I know what it is to be a fool, and I know if I don't behave in a way that is that fitting for a fool, you know, it doesn't necessarily guarantee me to be wise, but I mean, it's a start. And, you know, stepping out and, and, and applying myself towards work has, has been, Growing experience um, that I didn't that I didn't anticipate that the Lord was going to bring me through or to, I kind of just wanted to stop going to jail in the hospital. And uh, you know we're sitting here worshiping, and I'm looking at this floor in here, and uh, we're being reminded to be thankful, and, and I'm thankful to the Lord for taking me from a jail cell where where I wept and I stared at the floor 
and I and I slapped at the floor, and I was God. If you're really for me, then then okay, I'm ready. I'm yours. Um, and now I just kind of flash forward. I'm staring at this floor, and I'm like, oh God, I'm yours, and I'm so thankful. So thankful for the difference in floors and for the difference in the people around me. I mean, God bless those inmates. They need, they need Jesus, you know. Um, I'm not trying to take away from, from them as his creation. They're, um, they're rough on the outside, but, you know, God, God died for sinners. Um, but I, I'm grateful to not be in that place. I'm grateful that he, he heard my cry and, and brought me out of there and, and gave me gifts and talents and abilities to use. And if I was to, well, I think I messed up the muscles before I went to jail. I'm gonna arrest that man. Um, so wisdom is, is just something I, I like to meditate on and think about. I think a lot about it, uh, again, in terms of measurement, in terms of composition and properties, especially in the food, uh, when I'm cooking. Think about, uh, well, baking is all measurement. Uh, you know, a cup of this, a teaspoon of that, a quarter, tablespoon of that, a third a cup of this, you know, mix for this many minutes, bake for that many minutes. It's all measurement. But the wisdom is in those measurements because without the wisdom of the, you know, where you're just making a pile of goo and, and who knows what it's gonna turn into, you know? Where cooking is a little bit more freeing, when, when I say cooking, I mean things like, you know, different types of meats and sauces and, and all sorts of different fresh ingredients. And, and for that, it's a lot more forgiving, but you need the wisdom to understand each of those ingredients to know at what point is this ingredient going to fail, you know? Um, there's, there's, there's a built-in failure point to, to everything you work with in the kitchen. And if you can just restrain yourself from, from ruining that one ingredient, everything else will, will turn out just fine. And that's, 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 that's an odd way of describing it, but, but that's been wisdom to me. Um, you know, some chefs, you get to talking to them and they just they go on and on and on and on and on about the science of the food and you have to do it this way and 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 do it this way. And to me, that was just so overwhelming. And uh, back when I was in culinary school, um, I, I, I'll, I'll call it wisdom, spoke to me somewhere over here, said, hey, if you just don't ruin, if you just don't ruin it, it's gonna take care of itself. God's already made it great. He's already made it good. He's already made food and ingredients wonderful. It's not really the chef's responsibility to make those good. They are good. The chef takes way too much credit for that stuff that shows up under your face on a beautiful plate. You know, I mean, he's, he's done something, but he might take a little too much credit. He did not flavor those chilies or those you know, make that meat all tasty and spices and all that stuff. No, God made all that wonderful. And if you just, if you just know where to not ruin it, it's going to be good. And, and that was kind of a shorter list of how to, how to work with food. And, and I, I, I'm so grateful for the wisdom of that. I'm so grateful that God took the pressure off of me of having to get everything right with just a, a simple, just don't ruin it. Just don't. 
Just don't get this thing wrong. Just don't put too much salt in it, and you won't ruin it. Just that don't. Same for kids. For kids? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to ruin Elodie, that's for sure. And yeah, I, I, I do not have the long list of everything to do exactly right in order for her to turn out. So yeah, yeah. It, I, for me, I suppose it can be. Maybe some of you parents might not recommend that method. That's okay, you can talk to me about that later. But right now it's working. She's turning out all right. Um, but yeah, wisdom, wisdom is measurement. It's composition. It's understanding of properties. You know, I learned those things about food. Um, but it's universal. You know, what your work gifting is. Uh, wisdom can tell you about, uh, about what you're working with, what, it, what it's good for, um, how much of it you have, where to put it, you know, where to take it, um, where it belongs. Those sorts of things. Uh, it's so obvious that, that, that wisdom is about measurement. It's also about building. Wisdom being there at the start of creation is, is God building the earth. Um, wisdom is associated with home. I think, uh, interestingly enough, I was a little surprised by this when I was studying. I'm going to look this up because I think it's an important point. You know, because we talk about work and our partnership, you know, with God and building his house. That's something I mentioned earlier. God is building a home again because we had a home with him as Adam and Eve and then we fell, right? We know the story. God is building a home and he's, he's partnering with us to do it. And wisdom is a part of that home. So interesting. Just a couple of verses here. Proverbs 15, 31. The person who hears the reproof that leads to life is at home among the wise. And then 24, Proverbs 24, 3 says, by wisdom a house is built and through understanding it is established. God is leading us home. He's building a home with each precious soul, a living stone, his workmanship fastened eventually to the chief cornerstone. You know, he goes out into the rock field and finds us in whatever condition we're in. And he shapes us and removes certain edges and attributes certain features 
and as, as living stones bearing the testimony of his workmanship, those that remain in the field see what he's done and within their own stone hearts, they desire him. And our hope is that, you know, some of the work we do gets to be part of bringing them in or being placed near them in order to uh, help, you know, to partner, to partner with God, being a willing partner, not just a, I'm, I'm thankful God saved me, Stone, you know, just off by yourself. And we're like, ah, I'm done, I'm saved, I'm good. Stack me up, call it a, call it a salvation. See you all there. No. Back in jail, I just wanted to not be in jail. I just wanted to not be in the hospital. I didn't think he was going to ask me to preach on Sundays. <laughs> One other point I set up earlier was God and his work and his wisdom, not just ours. I hope that the rest of that before I get onto this point, I hope that settles in and makes sense to you guys. I hope you guys love wisdom. I hope you guys find it. I hope you guys can pin, pinpoint it within where you're at and what you're doing. I hope it's not a mystery. I hope you don't feel like you can't do anything or that you're worthless or useless. Those are all lies. Anything about this being, this work being uh, just a means to an end, I would exhort you to consider the end a little higher. Come on. Doing my best, Jean Tasha. God, he thrashed me with this, with his love. We have heard it called the work on the cross. And we've heard the story and the statement given by Christ, it is finished. And man, that one throws me for a loop. God, it is finished. What does that mean? And why are we still here? And I asked him, it is finished. Why wasn't that it? Why don't we just get on up out of there? But I thought about what, what he meant. I don't know if I'm right. The best answer that came to me after I considered it. But when he said it was finished, To me, it meant that the deed to the property had been acquired 
Not that the house was built. Not that the, the property was cleared. The vacant lot that interrupted the landscape, it was contested over by the devil, him seeking ownership because he aided in its development. But Christ inserted himself to restore it and to bring it back to God. The chasm, the rift, the foreign land that creation was turned into that Adam and Eve had no answer for other than feeble attempts to hide. How could they, we, measure the need, let alone determine the remedy to restore it? And this is the part that gets me. God, infinite ideas, infinite possibilities. Narrows it down to one act. The work on the cross was wise. God measured it. And that just blows my mind. Because a measurement is a starting point and a finishing point and a whole lot of volume and space in between. He measured what was going to have to happen. And he measured his wrath, the full measure of his wrath he poured it on Christ the the first layer of Christ's skin torn by the prick of a thorn to his center being pierced by a spear every lonely Pain, desperation, all of those things. There was, there was an amount of it, and he felt it all, and he bore it all. Dear Lord, I thank you for, I thank you that you are God. Being infinite, you are able to contain that measure. There is no way that we would last 15 seconds under your wrath. We are your creation. We have gone astray. And we have desired that you would bring us back. I ask God that you would stir in us a desire to work 
to engage the needs with the talents and the gifts and the resources that you've given us. And I ask that you would be glorified from that. We look forward to rest from our work when you return. We ask God that you would give us wisdom for these works. Protect us from foolishness and be glorified here in the meantime.